Oh yeah, we're back. Is this music we should feel bad about? <laughs> no, this is, uh, we, we haven't had an episode in a few weeks because I was making this beat. <laughs> but back. now that I made a beat, you're back from making we're this back. beat. We've got like production value now. You worked on this around the clock for several, <laughs> several weeks. For the last 15 minutes. Oh yeah. What happened in April? We went to this show. We went to this gent show. Oh, yeah. We're going to do that segment again. Uh, tell Eric about shows he didn't get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a cornerstone of the show. <laughs> All right. All right. I now have the lineup. What's, what's, what was the date? Uh, April 15th. Okay. So we went to this gent show. Uh, the Contortionists were the headliner. And in my, I, I saw them one other time. Who? Uh, the Contortionist. Got me, man. The, 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 they're the contortionist. They're, they're a gent band. I don't know what else I can, can really tell you. Uh, except for the things I'm about to say. So uh, I saw them one other time. I think it was one of the first periphery shows in New York that I saw. And I remember them being one of the better bands on the bill, having not heard of them at all. And just, just you know, that show was very, like, every band was, was a gent band, which is interesting because since then, every gent show I've been to, there's at least one or two bands that are clearly not gent bands, but gent is sort of like, we have this one thing, but then some of us actually try to do more than that thing. And then we don't sound like a gent band, you know, like, so there's, which is a, a good well, thing. This in some show ways. straight up had not even like, right, no, this one was weird. Adjacent to gent yeah, bands. So, it was so just a weird metal show. The only actual gent bands were the contortionist and monuments, which weirdly I had a similar impression of monuments, which was that, they weren't quite as interesting as the contortionist, but for a like standard gent band, they seemed interesting. But it turns out this was based on me seeing like one song of their set two mm -hmm. different times, and each time I was like, "Oh, this is kind of interesting. Okay, these guys might have something." And and a uh, uh, former guitar player in one of my bands was really into them, and so he'd bring them up a lot. And so I was like, "Oh yeah, these guys." And like, and and he was at the show. Like, yeah, and we yeah. ran into the show, and and like they had a song with a saxophone or something. So I was like, you know, that's a, a thing. All right, cool, maybe interesting. Uh, but this time it was just like the most genty gent. Yeah, they were the most mm -hmm. generic, straightforward gent band. And I heard from these dudes last night, and um, they have no vocals, which makes it the thing, even they, more they, obvious. They do. They did though. Their, their vocalist was missing, or missing. or like wow. you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, dead missing. But I, I found out last two. night that he exists. Like they have a vo <laughs> vocalist that wasn't there at that oh. show. Wait, so like so. That they, might have been why they were they, so fucking boring. Were they boring. advertising it like is like the vocals for you? Or was well, it, it must just have, that was like the, thing. Yeah, it the must have, show must go on? Right. It must have been like uh, like the time I saw Periphery play without vocals, which was good because their so, music. I would have loved to be at that show, the, man. And, and, and it was that before they awesome. had a lot of the new stuff too. Like they only really had like bulbs old materials. They, yeah. they only had that album that they released without vocals. <laughs> no, they, they had more than that, but they oh. but they still like mostly played that kind of stuff because it was yeah, it was really good. Oh, Whereas this was like, you know, weren't we talking a lot about like it really sounds like they wrote this to have vocals, but it doesn't. <laughs> now that makes more sense. Uh although I there's still plenty of gent bands that do that and don't have vocalists at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know Monument, Monuments has been around a while and they only really hold my interest for like a song it sounds like they're like, getting yeah. blander like I, <laughs> they've always been bland well, well i guess they have i didn't them before, yeah i didn't so i can't comment on what uh, the progression of their blandness but they were extremely bland yeah they've been I, around and, a while no 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 like, like they had an old myspace page hold on this this yeah this captures the blandness of the show was so you know how american audiences do that thing where 
they applause once they recognize like what the song is. And the thing was, like in the middle of their set, there's this point where like people are like started doing that, and Matt and I are like. So I, I guess this is a different song then, because everyone just did that thing that they do. But Otherwise, like, you it, don't know. It was right, and yeah. and because there's no there's no vocalist to give like in between song banter and like say this is the name of the song or anything like that. So it's literally just like, I mean, this could be another section. I guess it's another song because they, I mean, they all sounded exactly the same. They were like, in, I can't tell you how many songs they played. Yeah, because it was just one continuous gent. <laughs> I uh, yeah and and the uh there's this common thing in gent that they also like did a lot to a really noticeable degree where the songwriting approach like they're they're like how do we end a song and apparently they've never been to a victor wooten clinic to ask him about that because what they decided to do is i guess we'll just stop playing this riff now and then that's how like half their songs end is like dun, 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 dun. and then they're just like we're done Right. Yeah. They, the songs had Thank you. seemingly Good. no structure. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe, maybe the vocals really uh, anchor it and uh, give it that form. But I don't know. And I wasn't willing to go listen. It's interesting. I, I was just thinking, like, it's it's obviously a guitar player driven style of music, but it's like really what gave it away the eight strings well i was just thinking i was like we need need more strings i I was just trying to put myself in the place of like a mediocre gent guitarist and and like draw parallels to older styles of like guitar overly guitar driven you know so but it's it's, so it's funny because the opposite in the in the old days what would happen is the guitar player would want to play all the notes so the music would just be like super intricate guitar stuff with no room for vocals which they would force in anyway. And now it's more like the guitar. I think the guitar player is just sitting around trying to gent, right? They're just like, <laughs> just one of the like, strings. I'm trying to gent more or like, you know, this is pretty, you know, and they're just like, gent, gent, gent. oh, that's what I like. I like the genting. And then they're like, Hey guys, I wrote a bunch of songs. And they're like, did you? Well, that's what they should say, but they, yeah, they're, they're like, probably yeah. like, yeah, do things right now. These songs. Yeah. And if, by which he meant riffs. riffs. Yeah. But, and then there's plenty of room for vocals, whether you have them or not. <laughs> Are there yeah. any good vocalists in gent bands, though? Because con- I've yet to hear one. The contortionist one. vocalist is pretty decent. I mean, I still take issue with the style, which mm-hmm. is that same sort of like post-emo, like yeah. a lot of... Actually, there's a lot of Radiohead influence almost in terms mm-hmm. of a lot of that, like, I will sing very slow notes and I will... It will still fit rhythmically yeah. because as long as I start and stop on quarter notes, it kind of fits into whatever like the fuck's I going on. I want to Tesseract in there as well. Yes. Because, again, he's not bad. Well, I don't they, listen to you know, him. Also, like, when I listen to Periphery, I'm like, God, this guy needs to they, stop singing. The, when, I listen to, when I listen to like Tesseract or Contortionist, I'm not like running out to people being like, and their vocalist is amazing. But I'm not like, this dude needs to stop. Right. You know? But th- there's also, uh, they also switched, Tesseract switched vocalists a, a couple times. Oh, and I, I only know the one album with the geometric like the cube on it yeah i think that, that came out like two gone. or three years ago he, the guy's like right like he's not bad he's okay. just almost like too ambient right like right. he never is the lead instrument except for like one or two points on the album it's gent to sleep he's, to though right, was it a right. tesseract on the album what do you mean yeah the tesseract yeah. the four oh, geometric oh, oh, yeah yeah right. no, sorry i was thinking tachyon i'm like how do you draw a tachyon yeah, <laughs> but, yeah tesseract yeah. Sorry. Uh, but no, I know. I think it's correct. This, it's the same one that, like, even like all like the prog people I know that year were like, "This is the best prog album," even though it's clearly a gent album. Gent album, but yeah. it was like you know pseudo 
Prague, whatever. They'll take what they can get. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. That thing you kids all think is cool now. Yeah. It's really, it's really Prague. So like, really, we're, we're, we, it's cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, it's cool to be like fifty and have a ponytail, right? Yeah. So like, they got back their older vocalist who could actually do the harsh stuff. That was the thing. They, 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 he left. They got a new guy who couldn't do any harsh stuff or anything that isn't like very high and floaty. And now that guy's gone, and they got the other guy back because I guess people other than me were put to sleep by that guy. But the new guy's not like that much. But I mean, the new guy slash older guy, you know, again, I clearly don't know who he is anyway, but he's slightly better. But I still. We, we thoroughly researched this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by seeing what pops up on Facebook. <laughs> well, okay. So, so the whole reason I even knew about this show. Well, I guess I should first. I should mention I did. I had seen the Contortionist once before, but it was like right when they started, and no one knew who they were. It was the same show. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, yeah, because my because sure my friend there. was no. Well, the one, the one with the periphery show I went to with you was they didn't play on that. Textures played on that show. Okay, uh, but there was but, a, but, but nice. Natalie was at that show. Okay, but so when I saw the Contortionist, it was super long ago. They just start out, and I had no idea who they were. And my friend was doing PR for them, um, and yeah, they were like totally different band. So yeah. like, so the reason I knew about this show was because uh, this, this dude that went to Berkeley, like not with me though, but uh, we met him at at Nam because he was hanging out with all the other Berkeley kids. Uh, Ivan, the guitar messenger guy, his band uh, was the opener, was like the local opener, um, painted in exile. So. I mean, they basically have an EP, and they played, like, most of it. And they're really good. I The only complaint I have is, like, I don't think the, the vocalist holds up as well live. That, But that could just mm-hmm. be because, like, maybe they haven't played a lot of shows, you know? Yeah. Because uh, it's hard when you're a weird metal band that has, like... Like they have really weird sections. Like they're they definitely have like the section that I'm sure everyone was like, "This is the jazz part," you know. And you're like, yeah. "Well, not really, but um, okay, you can think that." So he like I think he sounds better on the disc, so, uh, but even on the disc, I, he he's probably the weakest link in the band. Mm. Um, but I mean, I think that was sort of the deal with all the bands on this bill. So. So anyway, um, but they were really good. I, I was really glad I showed up in time because, I mean, it was super early. They went on at like 7 or something ridiculous. So you weren't even there yet. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, so they played first. And then, then so then it just, like, the show just took off after that. So then the, I think Sleep Makes Waves was next. Did you catch any of their set? Uh, yes. Okay. Because I remember... Uh... The name being yeah. appropriate like any <laughs> band that is sleep in the name always ends up being super sleepy well that's the thing they were they were a shoegaze band oh yeah yeah yeah. but they like jumped around like like it was an arena rock show yeah like they were like that, su- that doesn't like, make any sense i know yeah no i've never seen anyone so enthusiastically play the same chord over and over and over it was really it was really weird uh and that was basically their set and so then, so then Entheos, so I guess it was that they're just a death metal band. They're just like totally like, I guess yeah. some of the, a couple of the dudes from Animosity are in the band or something. Mm-hmm. And they were, they just sounded like a death metal band left over from the nineties. Yeah. And you were just like, okay. 
Right. And that was part of why I was like, so apparently, uh, you know, if you can play on a bill with a gent band if you are any kind of remotely like anything that remotely connects to any part of music that shows up in gent. Like, yeah, anything gent adjacent, <laughs> gent adjacent. you can get on a gent bill because there's gent just not adjacent. adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, so, OK, the 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 weird part about this band, this is what I remember was. So, you know how I don't know. If, death metal like brutal death metal bands still do this because i haven't listened to brutal death metal in forever but i know they used to between all the songs on the album there would be clips from horror movies okay so this band they had this that same format but instead of clips from horror movies it was like we programmed this weird patch in our uh, you know, effects processor, and we were gonna make weird space noises for five seconds. Oh, yeah. Like, like, that, like a space was... rock band in between songs. <laughs> no, no, it was just like weird, like bizarre noise. I mean, it was literally it filled the exact same role and time as what should have been clips from a horror movie. Like, <laughs> except this was the new thing. Now they were like yeah. mixing it up. But I didn't know if, so since I haven't actually heard this band, I don't know if it's like that on the disc or if it's like legal told them, hey, you can't take those movie clips on the road. <laughs> like, that's not going to fly. So uh, do something else. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. So they were super boring. Right. So then Monuments, who we already talked about how they were basically one long song. Yeah. And then, and then the contortionists, two who were good, it was, it was weird like what was weird to me was seeing all the people like singing along um because i was i like didn't realize that this band was popular mm. and i don't know anyone who listens to them and they're ostensibly a metal band so <laughs> though i was just like this is weird but i mean that's cool people seemed really into it uh it was entertaining they knew how to play yeah they had their their stage show was good like They'd clearly rehearsed. It was it was well put together. Yeah. It was kind of sleepy time though. Yeah, so Oof. that was that was my realization, like my final sort of uh like, okay, I have enough information to make this decision, which is that I I still think they're one of the best jet bands I've heard. Um and yet every two to three minutes <laughs> I'm bored. I'm just like so I'll be like, okay, oh, this is cool. Yeah, these guys are definitely one of the best jet bands that I am aware of. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm bored now. How many people were sitting? Cause you know, you have all those seats in the, well, venue. we were on the floor, yeah. but, but the thing is it doesn't matter. Even during the death metal band, like a whole bunch of people, <laughs> yeah, sit. The there's people just who like old... get seats are going to get the seats. Yeah. And that's like, it's either people, it's like old people or people who are so high. They can't stand. <laughs> right. It's like, somebody's like, <laughs> whether they intended to be that high or not, they're like, I need this chair. Uh, I guess it's a better strategy than paying $14 for a super premium cocktail, which at the Gramercy is Johnny Walker. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. It's better than that jazz show with the $12 well gin and tonics. <laughs> Still mad about that. Well, well, I don't think they tried to tell you that it was yeah. super premium. So while we're uh, talking about Gent, um, apparently Textures put out a new album in like February. Have oh, you guys yeah. heard it? No. No, me either. Shit. No, well, no, because they, so they, they're in my, they're subject to my rule, right? 
where like you put out a crappy album mm-hmm. and then I don't listen to any subsequent albums unless like someone I trust is like, no, 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 they got it back together. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause they like, they change vocalists and stuff. The, no, they always do. Yeah. Well, the thing was, the, so the show, when we saw textures, that was, they, I was actually expecting them to suck on that show because dualism was terrible. It was the new, it was the new vocalist and everything, but the, they were actually really good. Like I thought their set was, was was surprisingly good um but no i don't i don't know what did you listen to sell no i'm i'm oh. looking to see if anybody <laughs> heard it and said it was good no. i mean metal what, injection that, gave it a, like a nine out of ten that doesn't mean yeah, anything doesn't mean yeah, shit. also because that, rob likes yeah. pantera and similarly that <laughs> no, that tesseract album we were rob, talking about was like you like pantera. album of the year yeah it was i think which i think was the state the same year as cole and i was like no, no. it's are you sure i think it was no, I mean I no, because it's oh, I thought you meant like clear, it it's same clearly right, cold. No, but it was one of those things where like it kept coming up, and I kept yeah. being like, "Not remotely, it's cold." Yeah. And so people would be like, "Yeah, but this uh, this Tesseract album is really sleepy." Yes, <laughs> correct. Be like, "This we, is this is the- has four <laughs> melodies on it." <laughs> when are we Can doing you a- find them? <laughs> is this like a scavenger hunt to get to find the uh, coherent melodies on this be, album? There will be a test at the end. <laughs> a test at the end. <laughs> ah, Rob. When are we doing Cowboys in Hell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, when my life has run out of meaning. When I have no purpose. That's like, yeah, that's so far down on the list of, like, stuff that is mostly a joke. And as such, it's like, the odds of it happening, you know, Well, part of it is because there. it would actually require a lot of effort. Yeah. Because yeah. even though the songs are terrible, they still have a ton of notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and, and they're also, like, if you wanted to learn anything... Like any, uh, you know, what do you, what do you want to call it? Modern Pantera. I'm sure there's a tab, right? Because right. like a million dudes rule it. Yeah. Damn it! But the I, old stuff. The old stuff. <laughs> there probably are. What you we probably should, need to transcribe it yourself. And what we should really do is instead of actually doing it, just care. just make a video about it. Like just a, a, a like oh, a, yeah. a comedy skit, which is. Sure. About this tribute band and like somebody's. Well, that was originally and, how I pitched it. I was right, like, yeah, it would be a, like a sketch comedy. Right, bit. totally. But right, we could make a short. We just, we just happen to like we just go to a rehearsal space and shoot like one like a little bit of us. We only have to learn like three riffs basically, mm-hmm. right? And then just play us doing it, like we only have to learn the rhythms to three riffs, right? Because right. we can go like this <laughs> right. while we play the actual it track. Because playing them well is not really a even a, a necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I got a drummer. I'm sure he can play some Pantera and like, yeah, we could, we could make that happen. Um, so what are the shows? Well, uh, so I went to a couple that this will be really quick. I saw, um, Verity's Atello and Strauss's Electra at the Met. So I don't care about either of these operas. So I do this thing where... Uh, even you know, since most places, you know, play pretty much museum pieces, I'll go see things that I don't care about if I haven't seen a stage production before. So this year, the, those were the those were the ones that they were doing that I didn't care about, but I hadn't seen before because I didn't care about them, and they were fine. Everyone sang really well, but there's there weren't notable things. It wasn't like I mean, there was so much. Note notable like when we went um there wasn't there wasn't really anything notable they did it it was fine uh the point i would like to make is the next season at the met is because my season's over now yeah. the next season is terrible 
they're doing the only, there's only one thing they're doing I want to see, which is uh, Sariajo's, uh, I'm probably going to say this wrong, uh, La Mer de Loin, which pretty recent opera. Uh, I only know of one recording. There might be more than one. I don't know. But everything else is like, like they're, I think they're doing Magic Flute again. Oh my God. And it's like, <laughs> it's like every other year. Right. If, if not every year. No, and that's why it's, look, so I understand, I don't agree, but I understand why, like, Handel's Messiah and the Nutcracker get played every Christmas because they're essentially Christmas music now. I don't understand why the Magic Flute gets performed <laughs> all across America every year. Asses and seats, man. It's like, the, it's like that thing, I feel like, Andrew, if, if for people who have no idea what Broadway is, right, they probably were like, yeah, I saw Cats, or yeah. I saw Phantom of the right. Opera. Phantom, or like, The Lion King, right, like, whatever people, currently is the thing that is supposed to be... If people have no idea what opera is, they're like, the magic yeah. the magic flute, yeah, that's it's an like opera, Mozart, right? Yeah, Mozart's like, like the Michael Jackson of classical music, right? He's, like, very popular. Who is the, who is the prince of classical music? Because <sighs> um, we gotta talk about this. That's true, mm. but that's tricky. I don't know. I don't know enough about like. Well, it's hard if it wasn't vocal music. So who? Okay, who has like the dirtiest opera? Well, I was gonna say it's someone who has to have other stuff that that people don't necessarily know that they have, and yeah. it's like way different. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that actually could be Mozart. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It was a pointless comparison. It was yeah. just a segue. <laughs> right. Time to talk about Prance. <laughs> prance. If for nothing else other than an excuse for us to play some of the less well-known because they could never be played on TV uh, Prince songs. Pero antes, un mensaje de nuestros auspiciadores. And yes, I meant TV, not radio. Radio too, but also TV because let's be honest. Prince was a very visual artist. Uh, Did he ever put out a visual album? Yeah. You know, I don't think so, but I uh, bet he has enough videos in no, his vault. Nobody to... did. I think it was that. Uh, it was that film. Oh yeah, actually, you're right. You're right. That uh, that movie that included the entire album Purple Rain in it. I, yeah, actually, yes. So think about that, Beyonce. Actually, I was because of the timing. I was briefly like, <laughs> did she get this idea? But then, but. Yeah, but timing-wise, it was more like that's all I wanted. Actually, no, I was I was suspecting she got the idea from Kendrick Lamar because his last album has similar little interludes with spoken stuff, and so the flow of it, I was like, I think he heard that and he was like, I want an art too. Be sure it wasn't like trapped in the closet. <laughs> that's also possible because that's, that's my favorite visual. It's my favorite visual no, album. And I want to do something. That, that's 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 on my list of like stuff worth crapping out is something related to that because it's such a like you need one beat right that you can bring different instruments in and out but mostly it's one beat and then you just improvise sing for like an hour and then break it into chapters that's pretty much what trapped in the closet is. this is technically a try and rap <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> Uh, how is there not like a power metal cover of this song? Adagio, I'm looking at you guys. <laughs> oh, dude. 
I should that should be a homophony song. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. It might be too groovy though. It's like so. It's too groovy for you. Can just ruin hey, man, the groove. That's true. You but just, I hate when people do that. Like, I don't wanna, that's the whole point of homophony. Oh, that's true. Is that you hate <laughs> I'm it. pointing out horrible things, but I'd rather. Oh, but, but I would actually want to like. Like I think covering this would be fun. Except that I don't know. Except for like the lack of guitar and singing, uh, which is normally the things I'm into performing. So, how much have we talked about homophony on the podcast? I don't know if all your listeners are familiar. Not a whole lot because because I haven't completely worked out the you know I guess you would call it marketing uh, the sort of PR approach to it. But let's just say it's especially since Ed Guy already stole your idea. Right. Uh, The unironically stole your idea. The, the, the general idea is it's my power metal tribute to power metal. <laughs> Breakdown. <laughs> Breakdown. All right, so, uh... I'm gonna... Was this, was this before or after Tyson bit Holyfield's ear off? <laughs> I'm pretty sure before, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is very trying I, I know yeah <laughs> and the lyrics like this is actually good a good prince point as far as my like so here's the here's the thing so like i want i want to say a lot of nice stuff about prince because i don't want this to seem like a prince or music no this is like we actually like prince uh, and but you know this our whole thing is like we we're not gonna not see critical things just because we like the good stuff. That's kind of the whole point. So anyway, Prince's lyrics uh, <laughs> oh my God. have always uh, baffled me. Uh, they range from like, you know, good as far as pop lyrics, like you get the point across to just like nonsense stuff that like is just like there's a lot like you said, this comes off as a shrine rap because of some of the really stretched rhymes or like the the like flipping the syntax around just to get a rhyme to work at the end of a line. Ladies, make a Mac like to know you are was and always will be pussy control. You ready? So the original point uh, <laughs> about celebrity deaths. Oh, oh yeah. No, the thing I just yeah, I just can't stand how like no, no, nobody was posting about how much they love Prince, like, before the, and then it's like, why right. do you need to wait till he's dead? Right, why is you it know? today that you're like, oh, did, did you guys know, did you guys know how good that guy that died was? Because I don't think, I, I need to, I need to let everyone on the internet know and, that that guy that died was good at music. Right, and it's just super weird, and then so, then I sent you, I sent you guys that article. I don't know if you read it, Eric. The, I sent you that article about, and there were was it about whatever guitar store? They and they interviewed these guys, and they're like, they're like, yeah, it's like great when famous people die because then everybody comes in. They want to, it's like they want to feel like they're a part of the thing. And you're like, so basically, you're all selfish idiots. Well, yeah, and you wanted you want to conflate tr- someone tra- the tragedy of someone you didn't know. With your own consumers, <laughs> like it's the worst possible mashup. It's like the worst part of America, basically. Yeah. In my in my opinion, is like unfortunately, this, it's not just America. This anymore. kind of stuff. Oh, I don't know because I'm I'm not really. It's mostly America. <laughs> I I'm not. I don't have my finger on the pulse of of you know people using 
yeah. social media wherever because you know like in russia they use vk and stuff like you know i don't even know i don't even have vk account that old uh one of the old drummers of megadeth died was that today or yesterday uh whatever it was either yeah. today or yesterday but like people like I know I think he died last night do not listen to megadeth we're posting like this is terrible I'm like you don't give a shit come on <laughs> yeah. so i have a question about that about nick menza's death so so he died of heart failure and he's only like 51 like he had a heart attack cocaine well right so that was the deal so i've heard conflicting stories as to when uh so rust in peace was like when dave sobered up that's mm-hmm. why his 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 vocals like are completely different on that album and like whiny and crappy but it's also why they play way more notes so i heard that uh i've heard several stories i don't know if any of these are true if nick menza was hired to play on that album in part because he was apparently sober. And then I heard that when he got kicked out of the band, I heard that he got kicked out because he wasn't sober. And I've <laughs> also heard that he, that it was like, well, we were touring and he needed surgery and he couldn't go on tour, which sounds like a terrible, like this is the lame cover story for, for someone being for strung out. thing. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys know, but I mean, like my assumption is he played in this band with Dave Mustaine he later went on to play in a band with Chris Poland. <laughs> like, he probably at some point did a lot of cocaine. Yeah. But I don't know this. But okay, so we don't have any further details. Yeah. But right, yeah, it's the same it's the same stuff. And same the David Bowie thing. Yeah. Like it was just like I mean so I mean, he wrote a lot of this music a while ago. Were you guys listening to it then? Yeah. Like <laughs> I like I don't I don't know. That's the thing that's super weird to me. Like, I understand the whole thing about you recycle music because there's always new 14 year olds and they're, you know, they just want to buy into a personality or whatever. But I don't understand the like, is he dead yet? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now we can, now I can get into it because he's dead. Yeah. I mean, the best thing you could always do for your career was die, right? So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Didn't work for everybody, though. Not everybody. It depends on the timing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, get, get you, one of those good it's windows. not good if you want to tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you want to sell records, or I guess, or I guess now it's get streams. I, yeah, or I, downloads, I guess. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah, I guess maybe. A little bit, of, little bit of each. I don't know. But right, so then, so, okay, so let's go back to the guitar thing with Prince. Right, so then there was a whole, there was a subset of everyone's, outpouring for lack of better word Mm. about like how awesome of a guitar player prince was right yes and he's good he is a good guitar player he knows how to play guitar and in fact for people who sold lots of records he is on the better end of the spectrum yeah but it's sort of like really like there are yeah, way better the, guitar players. Like, why, than yeah, why? It's also why do people need, feel the need to point that out when it's clearly it's it's not it's how extreme and specific the comments got. Like when I saw at least four times, and again, this is like a guitar player thing. Like I, nobody else who doesn't who hasn't at some point been like involved in playing guitar would probably even get why they mentioned this or what it even means. But a lot of people are like better than all the shredders 
And it's like, okay, first of all, what are you qualifying as a shredder? Is oh it God. someone who likes to play fast and has no concern for musicality? Then of course he's better than all of them, and by definition, they are terrible. Right. So, someone who is making music is better than those guys who were playing exercises that weren't very musical. Right. Okay. Obviously. But then it's like, if you're saying people who have that level of skill, then obviously there are some guitar players who have that level of technique and still make musical music with it. And so, by definition... He is not better than them at the guitar because a lot of them can still do the stuff that he's good at. Like, you know, uh, just note articulation and vibrato. And it's like uh, he did a lot of stuff where he uses like as few notes as possible. Like yeah. I really noticed I was listening to some of his stuff and it was always just like three notes. Less is more. But the right. The amount of effects plus like bend or slide or whatever like the kind of like like the right. uh, oh, that one note. In, actually, uh, this is this song's a perfect example because it's just got this one little wah, wah. How's it go? Wah, wah. But no, nobody's listening to Prince for his guitar playing. Well, unless with. he's dead so. and you're posting on the Internet about how you are. That's my yeah. po- that's my point. Yeah. These people post all this stuff that's like it's really reaching this was on vh1 and mtv like every 30 minutes yep whatever year this came out i don't remember what year it was i just remember it was constantly on tv but it's all right it was a pretty good video (laughs) this is also the one where he's like just randomly look up in the air it's your guitar like my guitar why is my guitar in the air prince how did you get my guitar and can you please get it down from there Harry Wayne's world. I figured that I figured that out the other day. It was, oh, yeah. it was really tough. I had to figure out a note. You and figured then, out which note it was. Yes. It's, it's B flat. The uh, no, well, it, but this is you know the, just the general broader problem when people talk about guitar playing is because since there's no standard rep, it's like how when people say like someone's a good guitar player they're almost invariably talking about someone wrote good music on a guitar they're talking about someone's like compositional ability to write music like they like as yes. opposed to someone's technical facility yes because mm-hmm. again like you look at like violin or piano it's really easy there are these contests yeah like van Cliburn or the tchaikovsky competition and like it's like someone won it because they are super good at the notes on the page. Yeah. But guitar, it's like, and this guy's like the best guitar player ever because he wrote the song that I liked. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool, but you actually mean something totally different than <laughs> yes. what you just said. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. But I did thoroughly enjoy, in my opinion, so my, so my Prince thing was he had the best Super Bowl halftime show of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was the only one that I enjoyed unironically. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. not because it was some ridiculous spectacle. It was actually a show. Yeah. Yeah. Do you figure this part out too, Matt? No, not yet. <laughs> it's like too many notes. I one my, <laughs> my I had to work on this beat. Yeah, I was no, busy I working on this of, beat. I had a lot of I was like, I draw the line at one note. Yeah. I only got time for one note. But like as a guitar, well, this is the other the reason. Like I, I until recently, I specifically learned a few Prince songs because I thought they were gonna uh, at my friend Jamie's uh, open mic at La Cala in Washington Heights, uh, second Thursday of every month. Uh, 
uh, he, he, I was like, is there gonna be, because when, when Bowie died, they played a bunch of Bowie, and I didn't go, and I was like, oh crap, if I had known, I would have like, thrown together some Bowie and gone, you know, jammed on it, so this time I was like, as soon as he died, I was like, hey man, we gonna do some Prince? <laughs> like, you heard that dude died? Let's play his songs! Uh, but nobody else, like, I basically got it down that people were kinda half expecting to do Purple Rain, but when I actually showed up, it was like, the only one who actually did any amount of preparation and it was fairly minor was me and then i was like well i'm not gonna just like play the song by myself and yeah. you guys try to like kind of follow along uh but but the thing is like certain songs i was like i was i looked up little red corvette and then i realized i was listening to it, i was like yeah but like none of this is actually on the guitar it's all synths and so it was like uh i never learned a lot of his stuff because there wasn't enough guitar to make it worthwhile, but I appreciated the guitar that he did play. <laughs> I also appreciated him having the most unfunctional guitar shape. Like, I'm curious if, yeah. if he invented that symbol when he, when he was thinking about what symbol can replace my name that I can also make into a guitar? <laughs> well, here's or the thing, was though. it like, which came first? He already was playing... Uh, the other sort, the it's called the cloud guitar, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's the one with a little wavy, a horn on the top, and that one is all maple with with the EMGs. So he's already playing a guitar that, that sounds like a nice pick. Yes. So it it was lot. It didn't even matter then, really, that he was gonna get a, one that was because it's the same pickups too. He just, and I, I looked this up recently too because I was just thinking about tone and whatever. You're like, and how I was do I like, get that tone? Right. Well, I was, if I'm gonna transcribe this note, I need, I, to, I need to dial I, it in. It, it, by the time I actually do it, it might not end up being recognizable, which is good because that means it's interesting music, whatever. But I was briefly like, yeah, I want to use like Prince isms because, like I said, it's so uh, in my mind, it's so easy. It's like just keep it to as few notes <laughs> as possible. That's the key, really. Is like you really that's the way to make it not sound like Prince is add more than like three or four notes at a time. But uh, but yeah, it's I uh, play more notes before seven a.m. It's then Prince plays all day <laughs> especially now that he's dead <laughs> well that's definitely true oh, gosh. um i think those emgs we saw at uh, nam are less playable than the prince the angel ones oh Which, yeah oh, oh no, the esps oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah sorry yeah, yeah, yeah but they oh, probably yeah. have emgs because for the same reason yeah. which is that sure. yeah. right if you're gonna make a guitar that inherently yeah. sounds like garbage you need to put pickups in that sound like that garbage. just dominate the, the sound no matter what i used to always put a duncan distortion in like in like uh i remember i bought this like 130 dollar uh, BC Rich. It was made out mm -hmm. of Agathis, which I don't even know if that's a real one. <laughs> and yeah, it was like Duncan Distortion. Sounds like every other guitar I ever put it in. But no, and my buddy Andy, uh, who plays in uh, First Class Trash, he, he has this guitar. That's a band. Yeah, that's amazing. They, right? They have no. They have that uh, that that cover of Danger Zone. That, oh, nice. like, that like radio rock like they have they play like radio metal you know <laughs> and they have like a radio metal cover of danger zone <laughs> nice. um the but he has this guitar that it has this weird it looks like 
a, like a cross between shattered glass and like a like a, a, a black flame maple. It's like this weird thing. Hmm. He like got it from China. He's like never heard of this brand before. He's like, I just bought the guitar because it looks cool to play it on stage. So I just put EMGs in it, <laughs> and then there you go. Yeah, he's exactly. like, he's like, it's tuned to like drop B or like something <laughs> ridiculous. And he's like, and there's EMGs, and there you go. <laughs> nice. Doesn't matter what it sounds like. Nice. Uh, here, so I'll put on another. This one also, we were saying. Uh, both Pussy Control and this song, Get Off, both would also fit on our hypothetical, uh, like, random screams <laughs> episode. <laughs> where Anything that has, like, the random why in it, basically. So the next episode we do, I have very poignant comments about this. Okay, we should actually... <laughs> when we make fun of my, oh, right, one of my right. choices. Oh, awesome. I, I added another choice to my list, but we'll talk awesome. about that. Yeah, we gotta get that, that happening. Yeah. I want to make some action. I want to like actually have maybe a series of bumpers or something for that. You guys think this week, maybe <laughs> I'm going to Maryland on Thursday. Yeah. So not this week, probably not this week. Probably yeah. not this week. Um, all right. I've been ready for like months. Luckily I won't have much to say about MDF cause I'm not going to watch many of the bands. <laughs> I don't even, I honestly I don't mean, even know who's playing. We can say everything about MDF that we wait. Did I not have it now? I heard it. Oh, okay. <laughs> the lineup's just atrocious. Oh, it's just atrocious. Right. And even, like, I just saw a testament at, at Heavy Montreal and didn't care. And they're way higher up the bill on this. I think I'd rather go to Prague Power than MDF this year. And that's sad. <laughs> if it weren't for the barbecue. Club mix. Club mix. I've never heard the uh, non-club mix version of this. But... See, that's the other thing. I, I wonder if he, is, is he also... Started that is this trend where Scott a lot. Storch got the the flute idea. Oh shit, it's possible. That's the, I've been noticing that with Prince. I've listened to a lot of stuff and thinking like, oh, this is where everybody stole this thing from. I think everyone just stole it from those Peruvian guys on the subway. <laughs> they do have this at several karaoke bars, by the way. I'm definitely gonna. <laughs> Work this yeah. this, uh, this also turns into like try and rap pretty much. Is this is this his song about the bathroom law? <laughs> oh god. Oh no. Yeah, I meant to write down some notes about Prince, but and then I didn't. <laughs> I was uh, I was gonna be prepared for the show, and then I thought, you know what? I gotta work on this beat some more. Beats are important priorities. <laughs> should we listen to Bat Dance after? <laughs> yes. I actually don't know if I have it. Although I think it might actually be on YouTube. Yeah, there's so many like random words and like it's like he got a rhyming dictionary. Yeah. 
and was like, that'll do. It almost, it sounds like, almost like he did it, like, stream of consciousness, and then just decided, perfect. <laughs> like, that'll do. Yeah. Well, everything he did was perfect to him. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which is, yeah. Lyrically, oh my god. Yeah, we should... We'll do my my least favorite Prince song after this lyrically, even though it's like one of the most popular ones. So uh, we've resorted to speaking ill of the dead on our uh, podcast. Hey man, well we say yeah. a lot of everything stuff about this Well, and most of us, if you notice, like we, we put it on them, we're just like, yeah, yeah man, grooving. Like we we haven't been like, oh dude, you know, like it's we're like, yeah, let's put on this other song I like. But it's also made it hard to podcast it because we're kind of like, yeah, we we. We're st- we're still getting used to the format of talking over music a lot, and so sometimes we, we, you know, just habitually stop and listen to the music. We can't all be Hollywood Steve, right? No, well, like well, those I guys come with notes. They also have, yeah, they also have scripts, by the way. Right. Scripts, scripts, scripts. Twenty-three positions. What? That's in a one night stand. Right, in a one night stand. Yes. Only call you after if you say I can. <laughs> My least favorite Prince song, probably. Dearly beloved. The dumbest lyrics <laughs> ever written. <laughs> just, just watch how, how, how each line is a completely different topic. Prince already got to this thing called life. Yeah. You know what? Okay. <laughs> No, we need to Sorry. analyze this. <laughs> All right. Let me break actually it, look break, up the, break it down. Yeah, because this, uh, this, is, this is a long time coming, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that you're dead. Uh, so I know Drugs are bad. Okay. Okay, so dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Okay, that's... All right, fine, whatever. Um, electric word, life. I I don't know how it's electric. Uh, it means forever. That's a mighty long time. No, that is not what it means at all. <laughs> it means you are not dead, which is definitely not a permanent situation. Uh, it's about the most short-term situation. Right. It's the opposite of what it, it, it basically means. Um, but I mean, maybe also, this is some like... forever is a mighty long time? God, that's like a thing I... Like a, like a child would be like, you know, like forever is a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, forever is a really long time. It's like, uh, you know when you, you take math and they explain that infinity is not a number? It, 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 it's, it's infinite? And, and yeah, that's... Uh, it's like when the kid goes, forever and ever. Exactly. Uh, but he's here to tell you <laughs> there's something else. The afterworld. <laughs> a world of never-ending happiness. Uh, I, I don't believe that he can back any of this up with any kind of evidence um but anyway you, you get the idea i guess now also the elevator is i guess supposed to be a me- metaphor for the devil but it's the worst one ever because i didn't know that for like 15 years and then someone was like yeah it's, it's a metaphor for, uh, for the devil we're not gonna let the elevator bring us down uh even though I'm pretty sure that's what they're supposed to do at least 50% of the time. <laughs> then, then you probably shouldn't have pushed a lower floor. <laughs> now I remember how much I hate this song. 
right? Yeah, it's a pretty terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> Good, so now... <laughs> he just said you're alone, you're on your own, and he's now he's saying at least you got friends. That's <laughs> just this song gets used in a lot of really bad movies with like John Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> That part, what's that supposed oh. to be a metaphor for? Um, okay, so what is it? It's, uh, <laughs> when he goes, let's look for the purple banana oh, it's, till they put us in no, the it's, truck. It's, uh, let's go. It's slip on a purple... Yeah, that's wrong. It's slip on a purple banana peel. I got a purple banana. So they put us in the truck. It still doesn't make any sense. All uh, right, so I, I misheard think, the, the, I mean, the unless, nonsensical... I mean, if I was trying to draw logical connections that I'm pretty sure aren't there, I would say that a purple banana <laughs> must be Prince's penis. Now, uh, what, what would a purple banana peel be, though? I don't... It's, I, it's, I'm afraid uh, to speculate that maybe it's a used Prince condom. <laughs> and so you go to slip, if you slip, I don't know why you want to slip on it. He's saying, let's slip on it. <laughs> maybe he's saying, audience. Maybe he means to slip it on. throughout the theater tonight on many of my discarded condoms. It's just, let's slip on them and have a good time until they, I think put us in the truck means like take us away to the loony bin or something. But it's a, again, very weak. Attempt to I mean, because that. last time I checked, trucks don't fit in elevators. No. Well, again, we, no, his, his metaphor, he will not, he's not consistent with his metaphors. <sighs> next one. Is, was Dr. Everything Will Be Alright supposed to be like Dr. Feel Good? I th- right. Uh, it was, it's like. If so, it's kind of prescient. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure for the time that was when, you know, everybody in... What year was that? Uh, I want to say like 84, maybe? Yeah. That'd be mid-80s. Right. Oh, I know what... <laughs> kind of smooth. smooth grooves. <laughs> yeah. No, Prince has a lot of really smooth oh, grooves. Oh, that's uh, Eventide. interesting when artists write a lot of love songs but then if you know about your personal life you know like what happened in real life after the song so like they wrote a song like like this where he's saying like i will today's the day i will tell you i will never run away but it's like uh, the opposite of what happened because he's not like he's been married like four times uh and a lot of songs have very similar sentiments uh but could this be 
divorce court. Also, he definitely <laughs> he definitely could have afforded diamonds and pearls at this point. So all I can give you is my love. What he's really saying is that's what, all what you're getting. But he had, you know, this was in the 90s. I'm not making up these genres, by the way. I, I'm totally stealing them for our listeners who aren't familiar. <laughs> oh, who aren't never heard Beyond Yacht Rock? Yeah. If you haven't heard Beyond Yacht Rock, check it out on uh, Feral Audio. Uh, we have no affiliation other than I made a bumper that they are still using. Um, so, but it's a really, it's the only other uh, music podcast I can get behind that I've heard so far. I didn't actually have anything to say about this. I probably should have found a song that I have comments. Oh, speaking of the whole, like we were saying, minimal thing where like his solos are like, you know, three notes. I noticed a similar thing in his composition style, which is that it's usually a, on average, like a maximum of two, maybe three chords. And the third one just kind of like, you know, is like the turnaround. Yeah. But it's mostly like a uh, perfect example is uh, the classic. Yeah. <laughs> two chords. Great, whole song, done, go. That's all we need. I mean, there are more chords later in the chorus. <laughs> more chords later. Because he did write songs well, and you know. And he got a lot of mileage out of that. Uh, but it was also why at some point, there were there were some of the, like some of the songs that he wrote for uh, female artists uh, for their, <laughs> you know, for the career of theirs that he was helping to launch for like a year, and then they were on their own had like this formula but weren't quite as good you're just like you picked two chords and said bam prince song by on their own i think you mean discarded <laughs> right well yes they slipped on a purple banana peel and uh maybe that's what the truck is he's like when you're done you you go in the truck it's like getting on the train yeah Here's here's some bus fare. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll so this is it's it, it, I definitely still haven't figured out how to do like stuff like this where it's like I I want to play songs I like but I also need to find some stuff that is comment worthy. Like, well, no, the, there's good comment on the intro about the two well, yeah. chords, then just jump I, cut I, to something else. I just mean, like, yeah, I'm setting up what this next one is. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about Prince, to be honest. Here, this is one of, another of Prince's worst songs, <laughs> uh, which was also, although it was a Prince song, it, it heavily featured, uh, I believe, Sheena Easton. And so even though it wasn't a song, like he did a song for her too, but this was like helping launch her by like, you know, putting her on a Prince song. Um, but the lyrics are some of the absolute dumbest that Prince at least ever wrote. I also have a rule about never whispering into a microphone. <laughs> no, it never goes well. Yeah, what are you seriously. About? That. <laughs> it's the worst. She's tough. Why is she whispering? Because it's her birthday. <laughs> well, it clearly. Tough spelled like T U F F, which 
in the 80s meant nothing. It was, it was a pre-hooked on Phonics World. Yeah. It was like how, how bad meant good. And tough was applied to a lot of people who weren't necessarily uh, rugged individuals. It was the tap out of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, exactly. That's pretty tough, bro. Nice tap out shirt, bro. Sounds a lot like simply irresistible. It does. Who's doing the inspecting? <laughs> the birthday inspector? <laughs> I also think uh, Prince might have been at the forefront of uh, putting letters and numbers in in your song titles, like instead of. But who is the pioneer of the S is a dollar sign? That I don't know. That probably was nine some rapper. But okay, let me just. This is just the ones on the like hit slash B sides thing that I have on my phone. So uh, nothing compares to you, which Sinead O'Connor also did. The two and the U are two, number two and the letter U. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously I would die for you. Uh, you got the look. What we're currently listening to is you, like the letter U. Um, feel you up. I love you in me. Those ones are just you, but he, you know, just couldn't write the word you. So uh, he just figured he was if he was ever gonna engrave any of these on like an award plaque, he wanted to save on the engraving. <laughs> yes. So he figured he'd shorten them. The frugal side of Prince that we didn't hear about Fit as much. Fit for a prince. Fit for a prince. Let's get to ramen. That's my favorite line. It's Let's get to ramen. Pure poetry. Your body, it's like your your face is jamming, your body's slamming. Let's get to ramen, something like that. So yeah, I'm pretty sure Prince has a rhyming dictionary. <laughs> So this next song is like the most uh, over the top, like no restraint, cheesy, like ballad ever, but it's Prince, so he kind of makes it work. I used to just think it was hilarious, but now I actually like the song a lot. I don't know why I had to look this up. This is the most beautiful girl in the world. But the earliest instance of using the dollar sign instead of the letter S <laughs> was actually in 1872. <laughs> Ambrose Bierce referred to the governor of California, Leland Lanford, as Steeland Lanford with a dollar sign <laughs> for steel. Nice. Get some real facts on this podcast, guys. Yeah, once in a while. Some real true facts. <laughs> We got this exclusive access to Google on our phones. <laughs> yeah, that, what's the point? That's that's why. What's the point in preparing one and we can look it up in thirty seconds? Exactly. And then I can edit out the part where we acted like we didn't already look it up, <laughs> or just talk about it instead. <laughs> this is almost almost really smooth. 
It's pretty smooth. I, I mean, it's, it's pretty it's smooth. Missing. So it's missing. Well, it's not yacht smooth. Yacht smooth yeah. has to have the bounce, right? But this isn't because this is this is just like unabashedly just like. Have you have you seen the video for this song? It's so funny. No. So okay, I got I got I got to cover this now. Uh, at some point, ugh, yeah, I, I got to work out how I can like play videos for us to watch and then you know clip them with the video later. But anyway, so. Uh, there's these narration. This whole album, The Gold Experience, has these little narration clips. You heard at the beginning, it's like, yeah. now entering the beautiful experience. And each of them is something like that, like the narrator, like the. A narrator or like operators. It was some like, you know, theme, like it's a hotline, which is. What the fuck is a hotline? Uh, <laughs> there used to be. You used to be able to call a phone that was connected to a recorder that was not a computer. Well, maybe it was probably an early computer. Anyway, uh, my point was uh, so there's this room, it's like. These women come into this room, and there's like a video screen and Prince, and he's just standing there because, like, they you know they cut between them, like they didn't film them in the same room, so just keep cutting their different women, like what like reaction shots to a the video or performance or whatever they're watching, which is Prince performing this song, and he's wearing like a straight up like matador outfit, yeah, like one of the frilly ones, and he keeps doing like these gestures. He taught me that like if you want to sing like a sexy bell, just you just make the like here you go gesture where you just put your hand out and you just sort of move it side to side like here you go here you go and that's like the entire video he also does some other hilarious little gestures that i recently i watched it recently you know because he died uh and i remember i i didn't remember that this was literally in the video but whenever i hear this one part of the song he does this it's funny because it's literally when he says um there's a line where he says, like, the, the kind of beauty that comes from inside or something. But then there's another part where he says he says something like that, and he makes the little, like, with your, with your hands, you make, like, the outline of a woman thing, a gesture that you don't see very much, because it's probably considered, like, misogynistic at this point. But he does that, like, it's like, oh, like, drawing, you know, curves in the air or whatever. But it's also at the same time, he's, he's like, you know, but oh, here we go. Yeah. Because <laughs> Prince is really, first and foremost, concerned with your inner beauty. As long as you're also super hot on the outside. But you know. Uh, <laughs> I also love that break where he just drops down to a low part for no reason. Like, play Lucy. He had to change it up from the Aaron Neville. Right. Full set of the entire song, and then this bridge where he, has, he sings like a baritone. But... He's just showing off his range. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, uh, despite it being a distinctly unmetal style of music, Prince has two key elements that we like a lot in metal music, which is guys screaming super high and, like, guitar solos. Because even, like, the simpler, st even though they're simple, like, he has a lot of guitar solos. Well, people forget that in the 80s, like, everything had a guitar right. solo. that's true. I mean, that's or a the, saxophone solo. That, it was, right, that was just yeah. a, that was the formula. And it was usually, like, you'd just play the, the, the verse melody up an octave. Like, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah, even, like, really pedestrian, <laughs> terrible radio rock, like... Had these horrible guitar solos. There's a, a recent uh, YouTube video I saw from uh, Barely Productions. Uh, they do like Key of Awesome. 
and it, it was called uh, the guest rapper killed the guitar solo and the video is the guy playing the guitar <laughs> and he's talking about how the guest rapper killed the guitar. and right when he gets to the to the solo he's like I'm gonna make my point now with my guitar whatever. and then, a guest and then it cuts to, yeah and he's like <laughs> he's like yeah like they, the you know the music union ever sent me because it's required by law now and he comes in and just yeah raps over uh, the whole guitar part hey man it yeah. worked for Rebecca Black <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good point like that's where the guitar solo used to go it's where the random rapper rapping about something that has nothing to do with the rest of the song. Now. Well, that's that's my favorite part about the the guest rapper. <laughs> yeah. It's totally right. not related to. We the need song to make we need to make a point to uh, unlike French architects, like like a lot of the songs have like a specific bridge where a completely different rapper comes in. And has like the, the the as far as you can get from the topic without seeming like they actually listened to the rest of the song. Well, the the easy way to do that is to have it be in a different language. Just have, yeah. it in, have it in French. Yeah, but then no one's gonna get it. But you know what I mean. Like just actually the the easiest way to do it is literally just don't tell them what the song's about. Just here, just put a just record this and then and then make sure. Like, here's a beat. Yeah. Here's a beat. Spit some fire. Yeah. We're not telling you what we're using it for. <laughs> yeah. And then make sure it's really different. Um, yeah. All right. Any, any Prince requests? No. I mean, <laughs> if you want to talk a bit about the plot to Purple Rain, I think that would be <laughs> oh, a that's very a good, good point, actually. Good I, will, thing to go over. I will do that while playing some songs from it slightly lower. We'll start with the nine minute four chord song. I've actually avoided this like for most of my life. Oh no, but like you need, you should see it. It's nah. it, it's worth here's why. And this is this is a perfect setup. So uh I saw I first Tell saw me it in, about this all right, movie so first I of haven't all, seen. I I first saw it in college and it was intentionally like a you know, I just didn't know or pay attention, like, oh wait, I've never seen this movie that Prince made and that like he made and was actually like about you know so i finally uh, checked out you mean the visual album that he made right correct okay the, the, the just i want to be clear on our terms here it's probably not even the first visual album actually because tommy probably tommy, I, that's yeah, what i was, I was gonna, gonna say. say um so we should do a whole uh, episode on visual, on albums, visual albums and then compare oh, yes. them all to beyonce's <laughs> and be like it doesn't really seem like the-. actually i got some interesting stuff about the beyonce thing but uh that's a whole thing so Anyway, oh, I can um, talk about how she sucks. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I can't we, wait. We, we can do a whole episode, and we should. There's at some a point. lot. There's a lot of ground um, to cover there. Overrated Beyonce is. Um, but okay, so Purple Rain. So we, I, I went to see it with some friends because uh, after he died, a bunch of theaters were playing it because it's so great when people die and you get to cash in on you it. You get to cash in. <laughs> oh, Nick, it's so great. You get to feel oh. like you're a part of the death. I love Spend it. Spend some oh, money. Yeah, it's so great. You get commemorate. to commemorate. You get to feel like you're a part of it. And by feel but, like it, I mean get financial compensation wow. for someone else's criminally death. Criminally culpable <laughs> for but, it, but not criminally. But culpable. not in any way <laughs> that you know matters. American consumerism is a wonderful so, thing. So, so Purple Rain is basically Prince's origin story, right? And I also was thinking about this because I noticed, like, uh, despite like I was, it was one thing I was curious about because uh, Prince obviously loves the ladies, and. Uh, if you need evidence of this, you can see the long string of performers who Prince has been involved with, both professionally and otherwise. And Purple Rain you shows you professionally and unprofessionally. <laughs> right, right. Yes, exactly. And and Purple Rain shows you not only how he like again the origin story, the the original one, 
Although it's interesting because in the movie, uh, the the love interest is Apollonia, and she's not actually the original. She's like the second. I don't know if there was others in the movie, but I assume she's the second one. The original was Vanity, and. But Apollonia's character is based on Vanity, but it's funny because Apollonia was like the new Vanity, and she was in this movie, and yeah, like they're together at the end of the movie, but Apollonia, you're in the future, so you know that he's not still with Vanity, and so that's not how the real story ended. So is this like so. Inception, or is this like Hot Tub Time Machine? I'm confused. No, 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 it's much simpler than that. I'll, I'll break it down. Okay. So uh, what happens, and again, this is, let's say this is the blueprint for like Prince's career. The so, blueprint? Yes. Uh, so Prince uh, is Wouldn't in... Wouldn't it be the purple print? Uh, yes. Uh, so he's in, he's in uh, Minneapolis, and uh, he's, he played at this club, and in the movie he's just called The Kid. Uh, but it's... He had, he had he was unaware of his royal blood at this point. <laughs> no, his name. There's another he interesting had, thing I found out. He pulled the uh, sword from the stone. Yet. I don't think he didn't make. He actually was named Prince. Like his his father his his father's name is Rogers Nelson, and he's at least legally Prince Rogers Nelson. Right, like, it's like and it was like Prince Fielder. Yeah, he had yeah. a. Uh, his father used to be called Prince Rogers. That was like his nickname on stage, and so he named his son after his stage name. And uh, so, anyway, so then this the, is also like a vanity and Apollonia <laughs> right. kind of. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's the other thing is he also like changes like he meets these women and then he like was like, nah, you're Apollonia now. Like he just changes their names and it's like, okay. Part of this, part of the uh, the thing that's interesting to me again is that he, Prince loves the ladies and is largely con- considered to do so in a positive way, right? Most of the time, a lot of women are just like, yeah, fucking Prince, <laughs> right? Uh, not all, all women, obviously, but uh, enough that it made me wonder, like, why he didn't get more flack, right? Because he, you know, he's been married, like, several times. He clearly, like, again, you, you just see, like, here's Prince's new girl, and also he wrote her a song. And then after that, she had no more hits because Prince no longer wrote her any more songs. And uh, so, yeah, so starting with Vanity and then Apollonia, and then, like, Sheena Easton, Sheila E., uh, there's some others. And again, I don't know, he wasn't necessarily unprofessionally involved with all of them but definitely some and then like diamonds and pearls he didn't even have a singer he just hired two dancers who vaguely looked like they could be twins but weren't and then called them diamond and pearl and uh let's see uh so anyway so so purple rain uh he he lives with his parents his like his father's like a retired musician who like drinks and abuses and then like hits his mom and so that's like the whole you know family turmoil that leads to him being unable to, you know, maintain a relationship, which is basically the message of the movie is, like, that he's broken inside, and even though at the end of the movie, they kind of leave it, like, it ends with this song, which is literally, the song Purple Rain is basically saying, like, I never meant to hurt you, but our time here is done. Best of luck to you, Love Prince. Like, this whole song is, I just want to see you in the, again, and another thing, I just want to see you, uh, uh, standing in the purple rain. Again, if we're just extrapolating logically that a purple banana peel is Prince's discarded con, then the purple rain is, is Prince's ejaculate. So Prince wants to make it rain on 